Welcome to Tax and Sunny. I'm Henry Freeman filming in for Sunny Cotton. On my right, we got the man, the myth, Damon Harrison. Max, how's it going, man? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I can't complain. Got great weather Saturday. Rain let up finally. So trying to take it day by day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Same here, man. We got some good weather here in Dallas. So, uh, you know, good, great day for some college football. And I'm excited about the upcoming games this week, too. Yeah. Michigan, Michigan State's going on right now. I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, Penn State, Ohio State, Auburn, Ole Miss. Whole great mm-hmm. slate. Yeah. More good is even more. Um, Sunday's games. Sunday's game. That's where I was going. Sorry, I completely lost it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a whole bunch of stuff. Whole great games. Mm-hmm. Great slate. Yeah. What's one you're looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to that Giants game, man. Trying to see if they can um if they can pull it off. Uh if they can pull that game off, it may be time to panic in Kansas City. Right. You think you saw the tweets yesterday, comments saying Tyran Matthew calling Chiefs fans toxic. What do you think about that? Do you think culture's upset there or overreactions? It was no lies told, man. Uh, honestly, ex- uh, especially from with the linebacker, I think it's Kitchens, is w- if I'm saying it correct, I hope I am. Yeah. I think from what he said, I mean, the success they've had, there's no excuse, you know, for what they're currently doing. But at the same time, you know, they didn't say anything wrong. I mean, the fan base, they're so used to, you know, one one way of, you know, of them doing it. And they've, they've had a lot of success over the past three years. So I can understand their frustrations, but at the same time as well, I understand where Tyron and uh, Kitchens is coming from. Right, yeah. And so do you think that NFL's figured out Patrick Mahomes, like everyone's saying? Uh, not only that, but the, the major shift in the offensive line, I think it's a completely new offensive line this year. Um, if I recall correctly, um, I think that, uh, coupled with, uh, you know, a lot of different things, maybe some guys aren't playing up to their standards on, you know, either side of the ball, but as far as figuring Patrick Mahomes out, I don't think you can do that. It's the same with like Lamar Jackson. So, um, you know, I just think they got to pick it up in a, in a couple other areas. They'll be fine. It'll be fine though, right? The yeah. Yeah. So, with that said, just mm-hmm. for the Giants, Daniel Jones, that's a quarterback who's on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Kind of don't know. Odds jury's still out on him. Do you, what, what's your take on him? Do you think Daniel Jones is a solid quarterback? I think he has to put together a couple more years of, uh, you know, consistent level of play before we can give him that 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 solid quarterback label um has he done some great things in the nfl yes it's just some of the smaller things that turn into bigger things that he have to clean up but other than that um i think you know i think he'll be fine i think he'll be fine so do you kind of consider him in the same mode of sam Darnold, the jets version or how, how do you see him you know that's a very good point i've definitely seen some parallels um he's kind of insecure in the pocket he's got a little he's a little bit erratic but this year i think he's taken a turn and the jets really they wanted darnold to take that turn and he never did jones looks like he might be making the turn to being mm-hmm. being consistent i mean the pff grade down there 77.2 offensive 75.9 passing that's pretty damn good for a quarterback yeah it is and I think that there's definitely parallels, but I think he's figured himself out to be in a different mold, mold, mold than Darnold is. Yeah, just I think a lot of people have to be more realistic with their expectations. Like you won't get, um, you know, the kid in San Diego. You know, he came in as a young guy and just you know and killed it. You won't be a lot of Josh Allen's or Patrick Mahomes. Right. Um, it's just not a lot of that going around. But once you start to see some young guys with those type of successes, then you, you know, you put a, a heavy burden on, you know, a guy like uh, the kid over in Chicago, um, who I think will be a, a solid player if given the opportunity to develop. Um, I think it's Justin Fields. Um, and the same with, uh, you know, a couple of young quarterbacks in the NFL. Just give them opportunity and surround them with some better pieces. Right. Yeah. And do you think 
I mean, you obviously, you were with the Jets when Geno Smith was developing. Do you feel that, I know we've beat that dead horse already, um, but mm-hmm. do you feel that a development of a quarterback is really impacted? How dependent is it on the player more so than the team? Like in the terms of ruining quarterbacks, I, I'm not saying Geno Smith was ruined, but like you've been around a quarterback that mm-hmm. hasn't been to expectations. What do you think? Who's at fault there? Well, I think if if you fought the player, then you have to fault management because management is the one that made the decision to take the player. You got to do your due diligence and everything to understand what type of guy he is. Is he a hard worker? Um, you know, the NFL goes way back and talk to your middle school coaches, your elementary teachers. You got to go that far and beyond when you're talking about quarterbacks, the face of a franchise, like literally one position that can shift the entire culture of your team. Um, so if you want to fault the player, you can, but I think it's more so it falls on management more so and the, uh, and who's ever in charge of helping him develop. Absolutely. And so that brings us over again, while on the subject of developing QBs to Sam Darnold, who's gotten benched last week against during, during his game last week. Yeah. Um, PJ Walker took over, had a decent game. Do you think that ship has sailed? Do you think Sam Darnold's cooked? I don't think so. As long as you're a uh, first round pick in the NFL, you'll be given 35 chances. So he'll have another um, uh, 33 left to, uh, you know, to get it right. And, you know, if he has to be a career backup guy, which I don't think, you know, he's headed down that path. There's just a couple other things that he has to get right in order to take that next step. Um right. But I think him being with the Jets kind of – it may have killed his confidence a little bit. You know, he was a confident guy coming out. You know, everybody knew it. But, um, you know, that's that's one of the most – one of the most important attributes for an NFL player to be successful is, you know, having the confidence. And I think that's something he's lacking right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's skittish. He's kind of wonky in the pocket still. And that's a, something Jets tried to correct, never did. Do you – do you really do you think how much do you think confidence impacts the quarterback? Do you think if Patrick Mahomes has like a terribly unconfident streak, do you think he plays at a level similar to Ryan Fitzpatrick, or do you think he stays at a little diminished level or just it doesn't affect him at all? He still plays the way he plays. How much confidence impact? Well, when you when you've had the type of success that um, quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, you know, has had, then it's a certain level that you just you know, you, you won't allow yourself to drop below mentally. Um, you know, maybe there's some other smaller things. It may be an injury that we're not aware of. You know, it may be, you know, something that he's just dealing with outside of football um, that's kind of affecting him right now. But, um, you know, you don't ever expect him to drop. No disrespect to Ryan Fitzpatrick, but, you know, a Patrick Mahomes and never go to that level of a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, so I don't. You know, again, it could be a lot of things that's that's affecting his play right now, um, and I think the offensive line may be the number one thing. So, give me a bold take about Sam Donald's season. At, at the end of the year, we're gonna come and go. We're gonna see. You're gonna be right. What we, what we got? He's gonna throw some touchdowns. He's gonna Woo. lose his job to PJ Walker. Is he gonna? What's gonna happen here? Um, depending on how their season goes, depending on how their season goes. I don't know what their record is right now, uh, but depending on their record and what they're looking like around, let's say, week 12, you know, if things just still aren't right and everything is headed, you know, in a downward spiral, then I definitely could see P.J. Walker taking that job over. But if they believe in Sam and want Sam to be the quarterback of the future, which kind of confused me, because I think the, the the Panthers were linked with uh, Deshaun Watson uh, right. recently, right? Yes. Yeah, so I don't think they're sold on Sam Darnold if that's the truth. So uh, you know, around week 12 to 13, look for that change in quarterbacks if they aren't sold on Darnold. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're completely right. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey, he's been on the IR. They've had Chuba Hubbard, the rookie, mm-hmm. as their back one. Do you think that's sort of like an impact performance? Like you lose your top weapon in McCaffrey. Yeah. Your production takes a hit. You think he's getting a little bit hit by that little Yeah. For that for that level of quarterback, yes. But when you're talking about 
the top tier quarterbacks in the NFL, something like that doesn't really affect them. Like a, um, just for example, what we just saw this past Thursday, you have Aaron Rodgers missing his number one wide receiver. I think number one and number two, and maybe number three. You know, a lot of quarterbacks, they'll be given that excuse. They are, they're missing their top targets and whatever else. But when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, that type of quarterback, that level of quarterback, it doesn't matter who's on the field. All you got to do is do your job and catch the ball. He'll, he'll put your team in position to win the game. So um, I do think the type of quarterback that Sam Darnold is, it is affecting him because he needs more of a running game, you know, to be effective. So, yeah, we, we can give that to him. We can give it to him. And you're going back to that package game. You called it. You called it last week on Snacks and Sunday. Yes. Thursday night, Packers went into Arizona, knocked off their unbeaten team, and really won. It's AR-12. It's AR-12. AR-12. You always have a chance when you have (laughs) AR-12, especially in the regular season. You got some things to clean up in the postseason, um, you know, throughout his career. Hasn't been that good in the postseason, but anytime you have an AR-12, you got a chance. And Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur, sorry, wait, mm-hmm. Mike, Matt LaFleur, he's the, yeah. he's 33-7 and seven in his first 40 starts. I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, it's crazy. Do you think, who's responsible for that? Do you think it's coaching or do you think it's Aaron Rodgers? It's Aaron Rodgers. What was, um, you know, what was Rodgers' record before uh, Coach LaFleur got there? Now, Coach LaFleur got in and, you know, pretty much ran a tight ship and kept the ship going because the ship was headed that way regardless who was the captain of the ship. Right. Right. As long as you have Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams developed into a complete and absolute monster. Um, and Aaron Jones, one of the top running backs in the NFL, that development was happening. That ship was already headed in that direction. So – um, they found the right man to lead the ship, and uh, I got to give it more so to the players, man. I always give it to the players. I can't give it to the coach. Now, have you ever sacked Aaron Rodgers? I did. I did, did. absolutely. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but my back to the question I saw earlier, too, my favorite quarterback to sack was my first quarterback that I sacked was um, Tom Brady. I grew up a Patriots fan, so going to the Jets – um, you know, kind of hurt my heart, but getting the chance to to sack the, the greatest of all time, man, that, that's that's something I still hold near and dear to my heart. But yes, I, I got Aaron Rodgers a couple of years ago in Detroit. It's awesome, and that's just mm-hmm. it's just so fun. Like I'm starstruck just thinking like mm-hmm. you have made a positive play for your team against some of the greatest to ever do it. You've sacked Aaron Rodgers, you've sacked Tom Brady. That's awesome. That's so yeah. Cool. Yeah, and what's even funnier is uh, a few years ago at the ESPYs, uh, my wife and I, we were there on the red carpet doing interviews, and out of nowhere, I hear, like, what's up, Snacks, behind me? And I turn around, I look, it's Aaron Rodgers. Now, I have no (laughs) idea Aaron Rodgers even knows who I am or how I look outside of my uniform. You know, not having the 98 on and either the Giants or the Lions uniform on, like, I had no idea he even knew what I looked like, so – that was kind of like the first moment I've ever been starstruck in my life and probably the the last since. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's really crazy. And I told him that story, too, by the way, when I got there last year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's awesome. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to switch gears here. We got Cooper Cups having a hell of a start. He's yeah. crazy good. Uh you know, 900 yards already on the season. But that gives me the question for you. Who's your top five wide receivers in the NFL? That's a that's a great question. But the question I would have to ask on top of that question is, is in terms of what? Are we talking about um, stats, talent, or ability? You know, I think that's that's a great question because there's so many parameters that goes into go into it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask you based on contributions to their team this season. So stats. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, if we if we're going if we're going stat wise, then um, despite being um, number one in receiving yards, um, I still got to give it to D Hop. Yeah. Um, the stats, ability, talent is D Hop. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got to put Cooper up there. The young kid in Cincinnati, Chase, 
Um, Devontae Adams, of course. Um, and uh, hold on. So we have Cooper, um, D Hop, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. Got to give it to Tyreek. Um, and Chase and um, in Cincinnati. I like what he's doing. We're talking stat wise. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, that's a great list. Stat wise. Now, if we're talking talent, listen, if we're talking just pure talent, we're talking about D-Hop, D.K. Metcalf, OBJ, Devontae Adams, and Jamar Chase. That's top five talent. I may be missing one or two guys in there. Don't kill me. But (laughs) talent-wise, those guys are the cream of the crop. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think Mm -hmm. the way I always value receivers is not – I I, I know I gave you asking stats, but I kind of do like – what have they done to help their team win, which is in a sense stats, but it's also like, are they run blocking? Are they setting mm-hmm. up, getting open, drawing pass interference plays? Yeah. All that stuff, getting them downfield, being a positive contribution. And so I think my top five, which is really tough, I think I have to go with Jamar Chase for sure. Not this is no order. I don't I don't have an order here. Okay. Jamar Chase, um, Cooper Cup, definitely. Uh Hopkins. Metcalf, just he's so strong. And mm-hmm. AJ Brown, really, because he's such a forceful run blocker. He's makes a difference when he's out there. When, when he's not on the field, yeah. the Titans are losing the Jets. When they're when he's on the field, he's they're blowing out Kansas City. So mm-hmm. there's really just such a contribution through AJ Brown. And I think so. Hey, hold on. Well, while we're on that AJ Brown top, what uh how has Julio been looking this year? I haven't had a chance to check Tennessee out. Julio's not bad. He's a solid uh wide receiver. Splash, if you can pull up the stats, it'd be great. Um, he's definitely made an impact. He had an injury, uh shut him back a couple weeks, but otherwise, yeah, he was he was great. He's just been hurt a lot. Yeah. So that that goes back to uh my three, my um talent. Stats and ability, with ability being availability. So that's a whole different class of receivers. And we're talking about availability. Speaking of availability, we got the main man here. We got Sonny Carton in the building. He's here. He's here. Hello. Sonny. It took us a minute, but we made it. <laughs> What's up, man? How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, 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 so man. Give us your top five wide receivers. What we got there? I have to agree with Snacks. I'd say if we're looking if we're looking talent-wise, I think Scary Terry could crack the top five over there in Washington, Ooh, what yeah. he's done with those receivers. But otherwise, I like the list. I think they're pretty solid. Yeah, Terry's been nice. Terry's been nice. Yeah, that's a good one. How you so, feeling this week? Watched all the games? I have. Um, listen, man, my um, I think I'm going to get off of that Seattle bandwagon, yeah. that Seattle train a little bit. <laughs> You know we'll let I mean? you. We'll, we'll allow it. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to hop off of that for a little bit. Um, but I still believe in them, man. They have an opportunity to turn this season around. It's not over for a team like that. But, you know, the four and one and the five, I was wrong. I admit it. I take it. I take it. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you're, you're shooting for the stars. I can't blame you. Yeah, yeah. I believe in those guys, man. For sure. Oh, Henry, you watch all the games too? I watch all the games. I did my what, best. What, what, who's your team? Who's your team? I, like many others at East Stadium, I'm a, I'm a long-suffering Jets fan, unfortunately. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So you know we got the similarity time. somewhere. That's how we live. That's how we uh, live, all right? Got to love our Jets, man. Got to love our Jets. Got to love them. <laughs> good news, Zach Wilson's not going on the IR. He's going to miss two, three weeks. Uh, there's a chance he'll have him back against the Bills. Hey, so what's 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 going on with Zach? Give me y'all take on Zach. What's like? What, what do y'all like about him? What does he have to work on? Like, what 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 what, what is his future looking like? Because we can all say young guys have potential. Let's be realistic when, when we're talking about, you know, what does his outlook like look like? Well, you know, I think he's raw. He's very raw. He's, mm. he's got to work on his ball security. Uh, his quarterback rating is awful. Wow. That woo! Is, woo! That's only, 20, wow. that's only 24.6 points higher than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and mine. So, I, I definitely like his uh, his, ar- his ball arm talent. He's, he's got a cannon, and he knows how to place it. But some mm-hmm. of the mundane throws, like the quick outs, 
are falling short or falling too high or he's rifling into double coverage. There are some issues that just they have to work out. And I think the play call and the slow offense is definitely sort of a factor. But really, he's just got to pick it up. And hopefully he comes out of this PCL injury just having all the time to watch the film, see what he's doing wrong, sort of work on his conceptual conceptual football. Yeah. I think he, I'm hoping for my sanity he turns it around. But I'm not, I'm not sold yet. I, and I hate to say that I'm not sold yet. When you ask me a question like that, I have to go back to the the week four win over Tennessee because that was a game where Zach Wilson was 21 of 34, 300 yards, two touchdowns and a pick with a 97 passer rating. So that's not incredible, but that's that's a good game for a rookie QB. So to me, I look at that, like how can we replicate what we did in that Tennessee game? Obviously they were injured that week, they were without AJ Brown and Julio, but how do we replicate that into the ne- the rest of the games to let our quarterback shine because that doesn't affect the defensive side of the ball, and we should be able to get him in similar situations to do that again. So what what did the defense look like that game? How did they perform? Seven sacks. See, that's 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 how you replicate it right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, getting to the quarterback and every team that you play from here on out. Let's just hope they're missing their top two wide receivers who happen to be two of the best receivers in football. It can happen. It can happen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> It's not a good strategy, but it leads to wins. Hey, man, as long as you have a strategy, you're headed in the right direction. <laughs> what's sure, your, what's sure, your sure. thoughts, Sonny Snacks, on the Jets bringing in Joe Flacco instead of signing Cam Newton or something else? Do you Have you had any interactions with Joe Flacco, Snacks? I haven't. He's always been a good dude. Uh, you know, one of those quarterbacks you enjoy playing against that you can see. Um, what I didn't like was just to see, you know, kind of the end of the road for him and um, – in Baltimore, right? I think he could be pretty good for what they're looking for. Um, but if my if I'm the Jets front office and you have an opportunity to sign a Cam Newton, you do it. Right. Especially for the type of quarterback that you have now. Cam can kind of help groom him and you know mold him and show him some things that a guy like Joe Flacco can't. You know, it's hard for uh you know, the rookie QB you have now to sit behind a Joe Flacco and try to learn things from him because they're two completely different players. But in terms of, you know, reading the middle field, making some throws, I think Joe Flacco could help him with that. Uh, here's my issue with Joe Flacco, and I mentioned this on the Play Like a Jet podcast over also on U Stadium. You can go check that out. But here's my biggest problem with the Flacco signing. If you don't have a guy on the roster coming into week one who you feel comfortable backing up your QB, and as soon as your QB goes down, you look to one of the other 31 teams for a quarterback, that's a sign that you are unprepared coming into the season. Yeah. Now, it's one thing if your backup goes down and then you have to turn somewhere, but if you don't have at least one guy you feel comfortable turning to when your rookie quarterback goes down, which is even worse, then that's an issue. Not only from the standpoint of being able to have a mentor on and off the field, but also from the standpoint of, like I just said, actually having someone to go in the game if your quarterback goes down. And what makes it even worse is that Flacco was with us two years ago when we decided not to bring him back. So I, I actually hate it. Like You asked what I feel about it. I hate the move. <laughs> hey, it has to be a method to the madness, and we need the front office or somebody to kind of explain that move um, because I'm guessing one of the things that they're worried about with a Cam Newton, um, him being such a strong, you know, figure and uh, his presence does something to a locker room. I don't know. They kind of want that hanging over their young quarterback, um, just like the question right here. Um, I don't know if they want that to, you know, kind of affect the player, the young quarterback. But um, everybody needs that little push. If your quarterback doesn't feel any competition whatsoever, then, I mean, you can see with a lot of the young quarterbacks that are just handed the position, they kind of struggle a little bit. But if you got guys like um, – you know, I go back to the kid in, in San Diego, uh, where he's L.A. now. Uh, he had a quarterback in front of him. So he had competition along with, uh, you know, a couple of other young quarterbacks who are now starting and doing well. But if you just hand a guy a position and tell him, here, it's yours to lose, uh, you know, that that fear factor isn't there. And that fear factor is what drives a lot of NFL players. Yeah, see, I think the Jets totally bungled that with Zach Wilson. I mean, he was competing in training camp against Mike White, James Morgan, and Josh Johnson. Like that, you're walking in, you're sitting down. Hi, I'm the star. 
running quarterback first day of practice. You know, got it so, in the bag. Not worried about anything. Don't. There's no fear. No. Hey, so is that true? Is that true? Flacco has said publicly he doesn't want to mentor young quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. He said he didn't want to mentor Sam Darnold. He definitely said he didn't want to mentor Jalen Hurts. And why? I think he still thinks he's an elite quarterback. He's like, I came here to start. I came here to. He's got the Super Bowl ring on, baby. The starting quarterback. I'm not here to be a coach to anyone. Hey, that's. You got to leave a guy like that out of your building, especially yeah. being in that situation. So I, if he doesn't want to mentor a young quarterback, then for him to sign with the Jets, he's been told something. If I'm that young quarterback, I need to know what this guy is coming here for because he's been open and said he doesn't want to mentor young QBs. And why is he here? So why is he here? Snacks, I have a specific question for you on, on the other side of the ball from the quarterback. If you were in a game where you knew your starting quarterback wasn't there, do you guys as a defense approach it the same way just to stay consistent? Or are you purposely like, all right, we got to make up a few extra stops today oh, yeah. get our guy the ball? Yeah, no, we definitely got to put out – we put more pressure on ourselves. We got to put whoever's in the game, whether it be backup, young QB, or whoever's in that position, we got to help create short fields for them, you know, get them some three and outs some turnovers to help put them in better, you know, field position. If we give that young quarterback or whoever it is, that backup 80 yards – 80 to 90 yards going down the field trying to make something happen. It's not, you know, it's not realistic. You, you can't really do that. So every time your starting quarterback is not there, you better believe it's being said throughout the week and even on game day and on the sidelines. Like, we got to put them in better positions. And that's the biggest part of football, I think, from the outside that gets un looked at is that even though offense is not a part of the defense, the offense mm -hmm. definitely helps out the defense and vice versa. So mm -hmm. especially when you have a young rookie quarterback, if every single time he's failing to execute and the defense is failing to stop them, they're going to be down 50 nothing. But if Zach Wilson goes and throws three picks and Snacks has four sacks on the first three drives, then Amen. it's going to be 0-0 zero, zero and they're going to get the ball right back with a chance to take the lead. Yeah, and I'm going upstairs after that game telling the general manager I need a new contract. So I just... <laughs> hey, but listen, let me say this again too, Sonny, because I'm not going to let you just slide with that. Geno Smith played well enough to win them. The, I'm sorry, not lose them the game. And the defense played well enough to keep them in the game. They were missing the running game and one or two splash plays on special teams. That was the difference in that game. But Geno played well enough to not lose that game. And I'll give you that. And I think yep. and I'm, this is not going to be – I'm going to roast you here also. But what I'll say <laughs> is this. He played well enough to give himself the chance to go win the game. And then on the last play of the game, he fumbled. You but I'll give you that. Listen, listen, I'll give you that, man. though. Up until that play, he gave him a chance to win. Listen, man, he was trying to make something happen. Um, it happens. One of the best defenders in, in, you know, in the National Football League did what, he, you know, what he's known to do. You know, he punched the ball out, got a sack, ended the game. Great players make big plays you know, in big times of the game. And that's exactly what happened. So um, you can't fault him for the ball protection. But trying to make a play, you know, you, you really can't. That was just a great play by Watt. I agree. It was just – I mean, it changed the entire complexion of the game because they got the ball in overtime, and obviously we know how the overtime rules work. They yeah. go down the field and score. That's game over. And you go and – honestly, a team no one expected to beat without Gino except for Snacks here. And, um, <laughs> yeah, no, and that play by T.J. Watt pretty much all but seals it, putting them in field goal yeah. range. Just needed one to win. So you look ahead with the Seahawks. I know you're off your prediction of them going undefeated, but they have a, they play the Jaguars this Sunday. It's a and they, have, and they have a bye week. It's and then they go to the Packers. Oh, so they're going to have a long time to prepare for that Packers game because I see them cleaning up the Jaguars, honestly, and, and then going yeah. into – and they're playing – where's that game? If that game's in Green Bay, they're, they're in trouble. They are in uh. trouble. Especially with the time of year it's going to be, it's going to be kind of cold. Yeah, Depending on, you know, who's available. Oh, at Lambeau? Yeah, but now Swatch is saying he's right. Russ could be back for the Green Bay game. But I would expect him to be out longer hey, than that. Gino has had some success at Lambeau. Let's, let's not, like, one year we were with the Jets. You remember we were, we were kicking Green Bay's ass and then Aaron Rodgers happened. But we, Gino has had some success at Lambeau. We can't, we can't just let that slide. So, but I don't uh, – it's going to be tough for them. 
it's possible if the defense plays extremely well, which I know they can, they can match up with uh, with Green Bay, uh, you know, minus some of the mishaps they have at cornerback. Uh, but at the same time, Green Bay's cornerbacks are going to have to guard, you know, Seattle's wide receivers, which I think can be a, a, a plus for them. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, they're so explosive in the passing game. And if Gino, let Gino yep. cook. That's, that's all I'm going to say. You know, just let Gino cook, man. <laughs> get him the ball, magic happens. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He hates Gino, man. He hates Gino. <laughs> I, 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 well, he <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> one day one day we'll have to have a face to face or something I'll have to play him in Madden to settle the beef I don't know yeah hey man he's a good dude man he's I'm a sure good he dude. is I'm sure yeah. he is you always can to get you know what <laughs> alright so we've been long, long awaiting for this part of the show but uh comes every week I believe it is time for snack time it is snack time it is snack time Everybody's favorite time of the day. <laughs> you've played, you've played on Halloween before. Uh, have you ever played on Halloween before? Um, I listen, man. I played so many games I can't even remember. But I think I played on Halloween week, not the week, or maybe like yeah, a day yeah. or two before. Yeah, sure. Not Is really there any sure. Difference playing on Halloween than on any different week or. Um, not, not Halloween. The only thing that you're trying to get back for Halloween, um, because typically, um, especially in the New Jersey area where we live, they didn't do any trick or treating on Halloween. It was always like the day before or something like right, that. Yeah, we have mischief night. Yeah, yeah. So I can't. So it, it's not like if you're playing on Halloween night, you rushing to get home so you can, you know, take the kids out trick or treating, you know, and stuff like that. We always had the night before to to you know to kind of do it now the other holidays are where it gets tricky yeah those those are where it gets tricky but not halloween so other holidays like so what happens when you play on christmas christmas week get home with your family uh, it's horrible it's horrible because you don't get a chance to um let me let me kind of give you the rundown uh, so typically um, most of the holidays, especially where we're eating, like Thanksgiving, let's put Thanksgiving out there. Thanksgiving is on a Thursday, right? Every like weigh-ins are on Fridays. You can't really eat what you want to eat because the next day you got to go in. Sometimes the teams will give you like two or three pounds, and it's it's horrible, man, because you can't eat what you want to eat. Some of the times, if you're on the road, it's even worse because you're not even home to eat anything or smell anything. Like, just don't be on the other side of the country because by the time you get home, it's like three days after Thanksgiving, uh, what it feels like. But you don't really get a chance to eat anything on Thanksgiving or, you know, enjoy the food. But after the game, oh, boy, it goes down. So when they so after the game when they present the stars of the game with the drumstick and they take a bite out of it they're sabotaging them. No, nah, no, nah, because the the way ends everything already happened. Like now it's time to go home, tell the wife, warm me up the biggest plate you got. I want everything on it. Um, you know, so not after Thanksgiving. I, before the week. Before, before the week, and then before. The, the Thanksgiving game is on yeah, Thursday. Way ends on and then Friday, the, the, and then the game happens and you play. I, so imagine, you know, smelling all of this good cooking in your house. Your family's there. Mom is there. Everything is good. And shout out, hey, before I forget, because I would probably would have got my butt kicked, man. Happy birthday to Mama Snacks, man. Happy birthday. Let's get Mama Snacks. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, I'm, man. I'm glad we got that in there. Yeah, yeah. So just smelling mom's cooking you can't eat, that kind of hurts your soul. Oh, man. That sounds like, I think CIA should use that as psychological torture. <laughs> bring in, bring in, bring in the person's mom. Have them cook. Can't eat it. That sounds so. It's awful. tough. So yeah. Got a good question from Jack though, because obviously Lions play on Thanksgiving. Were you able to partake in any festivities? Was it different that year with the Lions that you played on that day? Yeah, it was because I think that was the first time I ever played on Thanksgiving. And um, Thanksgiving, my last year in Detroit was actually the first game I ever missed in my career, um, which kind of which kind of hurt. I think I had a streak of like a hundred and something straight games. And that Thanksgiving game was a short week being that it was a Thursday. 
Um, I could have played, but the Lions were kind of like, man, look, we need you for next week. I think it was like maybe Packers or something like that. But it was that Bears game, which is I didn't have I had no idea how huge that Lions game was on Thanksgiving. Like it was crazy. It was crazy. One of my most memorable moments in the NFL. So what was that like with like the pregame stuff? Is that any different or? Well, it was just like the entire feel of the city. You get to learn the history of a game. It's not like, you know, the Lions are going to take on the Arizona Cardinals, where it's just Arizona Cardinals. Like, no, you learn about the history of the NFL and how far back the Lions and Thanksgiving Day, and you learn the history of, you know, not only the, the NFL, but that matchup or whoever it be. Because I think most of the time it's Chicago or um, it's like pretty much the same three or four teams play on right. Thanksgiving every year. And the long history of that, man, like I'm, I'm, I'm a, a big history guy, so I like to learn about stuff in the past. So, 100%. And I just looked it up. I think the first game was in 1934 with the Lions. And they were the first ones. And then, like, it took 30 years for the Cowboys to start doing it. And then yeah. now, obviously, we have the main teams that do it every year. But that, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know you were a student of the game like that, Snacks. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that comes from um, that uh, Rex Ryan mode. Where Rex Ryan, uh, Bill Belichick, Patriots, where each week you don't just learn about the opponents you're playing. You learn about the team. You learn who the owners currently are how the owners got their money how their family got their money like you learn everything it's not just football um you know when you with, with a lot of those older coaches like a uh, uh, matt patricia coming from uh bill belichick or a uh a rex ryan you learn everything throughout that week that's fascinating i don't know if i've ever heard anyone say it before actually like mm -hmm. they actually teach you guys about not just to scout them like they teach you about the guys histories yeah, you learn that if this, you know, the current owner bought it from another owner whose family got the money from all back in the day or uh, they tell you everything damn near down to what the, the current owner likes to eat for lunch. That's what I say. That's what I feel like, how, how in-depth it is. That's so it's a beautiful thing. And they put a lot of pressure on the rookies because the rookies have to know the offensive coordinators, have to know the offensive coordinator's history. Where did he go? You know where whose tree are what coaching tree is he from what college they coach that because all of that matters do you still remember you, some coaches coaching trees no man i was never i i, I don't do the, the the coaching thing i like to learn about the history of the team like gotcha. as far as the individual coaches oh no man don't ask me a question because i'm probably sleep anyway too many guys <laughs> to keep track of too yeah yeah new guy every no. year 32 teams too many guys I'm probably sleep anyway, man. I'm a big uh, meeting sleep guy. <laughs> you got to make it up sometime. Yeah, you, you, I say you stay up all night and then you rest in the meeting room and still go out and kick butt. <laughs> the last part's the only thing that matters. Yeah. <laughs> At least for this, the contract. Yeah. Oh, God. So with Halloween coming up. I mean, I'm sure you're on some sort of fancy diet, no candy while you're playing. But now, since you're free agent still, maybe you're tired? Are we uh, closing the door? Or? Say that again. Oh, say yeah. your question again. Have you closed the door on football? Don't remind me. Um, I would say, uh, I would say so. I would say so. I got a lot of stuff going on in the business world. Like I say, right now, I'm currently in my uh, restaurant here in Dallas that I'm opening up. I'm here seven days a week, um, you know, every seven days a week, damn near the whole day while they're here doing construction. Um, I'm opening another one in Houston. I have two Vitality Bowl restaurants. I'm opening one in Fort Worth, another in Rockwall, Texas. Um, I'm doing real estate in Louisiana. Uh, it's just a, it's a bunch of stuff that I'm doing right now that requires my full attention that I can't really give it to the game of football. Um, you know, I kind of preparing for life after football. So this is this is. So I would say that door is closed. I've, I've known the answer to that question since um, I want to say March. I was just kind of seeing if I still had the itch like I did last year, because last year I didn't go out until about, you know, about this time last year. Um, so but I would say that door is closed, man. So, yeah. I think we. I think it's a nice little metaphor, though. Like the the football door closes and the restaurant door opens up. Yeah. Yeah. For snacks, man. We're trying to get into the healthy snacks, though, man. Yeah. You better tell me when those doors open. I'm booking my flight. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we listen, we have um, a meeting coming up with the uh, the brand Rap Snacks. Are you familiar with Rap Snacks? Yeah. And like the Migos, Master P, Little. We have a meeting coming up with them. We're trying to get snacks on a Rap Snack uh, bag. Oh, it's, yeah. oh, I'm buying that yeah, so fast. I'm buying, yeah. I'm buying that in bulk. Hey, listen, I'm currently I'm currently working on my own juice as well. We're going to have a cold-pressed juice and a regular juice. Yeah, so then the next step will either be a wine or, you know, some type of cognac or whiskey, which I'm – I got a lot of stuff going on right now, man, so yeah. hopefully I can make it. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's important for me to do this every Saturday. It's kind of like the time I get to sit down and reset and let everything go. So Halloween. Now you can't eat candy. Do you have a top three? Top three. Uh, if I'm going to your house, I expect or I'm overly excited whenever I see the Reese's peanut butter cups. If you have, that means you care. That means you actually care. It's not like you're just throwing the little penny candies in there or going to get the big bag and bolt. If you have the Reese's candy, the buttercup in there, the double pack, not the single, because the single is kind of childish. It's childish. If you have the double pack in there, I'm forever grateful. I'm putting everything back. I love you. I'm coming back next year. I'm coming to your house. So um, that, the bag of Skittles, I had to give it to Skittles. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the small pack, which is yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'm going to throw this one out, Warheads. If you have Warheads, I love you. The really sour ones? Yes, the extremely sour ones. The man where his head just about to pop off. Um, but I'm also throwing a bonus one for you. It's random as hell, but one year I saw it. Somebody had the beef jerky sticks in there. Ooh, the, 100, the 100% beef Jack Links. If you have those in there, you really care about Halloween. <laughs> What's one that you say that you say absolutely not to? You can't. If you Ooh. see it in your house, you'll throw it all out. Candy corn. Don't bring candy corn. I'm gonna give you another one too. Artistic rolls. Don't bring candy corn artistic rolls anywhere near me. I'm throwing them away. I'm going through my kids' bag. I'm taking them out and I'm throwing them away too. If I don't like it, they can't like it. <laughs> Sonny, what about you? What's your top three? First of all, I can't let you slide on the tootsie rolls. The candy corn, that's fine. My top three, I'll say, all right, I got to have Skittles up there. So I'm with you there because that's just a classic. Like Of yeah. all the candies, I could probably just keep popping Skittles like for yeah. literally years. Like That's why Marshawn Lynch had them next. So get this out of the way. Then I have to say, the, okay, this is not answering your question, but I have to give Milky Way some shout out like the milky way bar i have to shout it out somewhere even if it's How not do in my you top shout three. out milky way before snickers I, who does Sni- that you're a snickers guy oh, yep, yes being the rest of america we're snickers people oh. i can't do it milky- peanut butter is too fake in snickers yeah, I, I can't get behind it. Just bro, the that Milky Way is. isn't even real, bro. You bite it and it's like I it's don't just even know what's in a Milky Way. It it's hollow. Good. It's so good. It's so good. Man, no, but and then I I have man. to say thoughts on Junior Men snacks. Because oh, I, I got into mint, an argument. The, the yeah, chocolate mint candy. Yeah. No, no, hell no, no. You should never put mint in a chocolate. No. You feel yeah, like no. brushing your teeth. It's <laughs> it's like weird. It's, it is. It's, it's extremely weird. Kind of like somebody picking Milky Way over Snickers, like that. That type of weird. All right. You what know, if weird, I? Man. What if I picked? All right. If I tell you my favorite candy right now, you won't believe me. But it's. I've only been able to find it in like three or four places my entire life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Blue Twizzlers. They're like what? advertised. They're like blue raspberry Twizzlers. I'm gonna try to send you a pack snacks. These things are the best thing I've ever ate in my life. First of all, Twizzlers just are probably the nastiest. See, if you eat Twizzlers, you probably like black licorice too, don't you? No, but the blue. It's the same thing. It's the blue. same thing. No, no. So listen, let me ask you this question too, because this is going to tell me a lot about you. You already told me about the Milky Way. You got one thumb down. You, you blue Twizzlers, that's two thumbs down. Are you picking the red, purple, or the, the little tropical blue Skittles bag? We going original red, baby. Okay, okay. Now, 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 you you kind of coming home. You kind of okay. Coming. You okay. lost me for a I got that one. You kind of lost me. Jack Junior Mints wasn't in my top three. I had to shout it out with the Milky Way. I'll get my top three right now. Skittles, 
Number one. Then, do you know, I do not know the name. Do you know that blue thing that's like the blue lollipop and you can squirt that sour stuff onto it? The juicy drop pop. The juicy drop pop. Hold on, I gotta look this up. Look this up right now. That is in my top three. That is in my top three for sure. Go to 7-Eleven right now. Yeah, that's my top three right there. Thank you. Thank you. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like when my candy makes me do work. That's why I hate the, what's it called? Like the funds? The, the, the fun dip. The fun dip? dip? No, don't play with fun dip. Don't, don't play with fun dip. Fun I can't dip do it. It's amazing. too much work for me. I don't want to have to lick a stick and dip it into some powder. That's, in where, you, that's where you're messing up at. Let me tell you how you do it. Drop because it. they give you so much dip on there. What you got to do first, no, before you even take the stick out, you got to take half of the, the powder Throw it in your mouth. That's it. That's over with. Take off the rip? stick out. Off rip. Eat that. Take the stick out. Chew on the stick, and then put the rest of the uh, the powder in your mouth, and you're done. That's it, right there. It's simple. Oh God, that sounds like so much sugar and so little time. Sunny, that's horrible, Sunny. You might as well get a um, what do you call it? Get a ring pop or something, man. Yeah, those are those are up there too. The <laughs> ring pops. Stacks. That's one candy you're putting out. You can't you can't have it. Say it again. What's the candy you can't have? You're throwing it out. I'm throwing out a candy. Um, this is gonna be a tough one. What am I throwing out? Oh God, I would say like, this isn't a candy, but because of the theme of Halloween, I'm gonna say it. Like, if you give me a bag of pretzels on Halloween, like I'm not coming back to the house. Oh, you're like, talking about the small pretzels. Yeah, they do like, that. Yeah. They do that. And, and those are all right. Like nothing against pretzels. Pretzels alone are fine. But when I'm expecting candy, and I'm <laughs> expecting a Milky Way, a Blue Twizzler, and you give me a pretzel bag, like that's not what I'm here for. Twizzlers aren't candy. There's nothing sweet about Twizzlers. Like to me, it is a waste of a bag. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to explain to you why I don't why that you're right but how I got around that. So mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you actually. Like the first few times I had the Twizzlers I was like these are so good but they're still like it's not candy like it's just like there's no sweetness to it it's just the no. flavor. So what I did was this and you're going to like this. You know what the candy stores where they have like the bags you can get and you can just scoop into the into the bag? Yeah. So I made sure to get some blue Twizzlers and I put those at the bottom. Then I got some blue Warheads, put three of those on top. Okay. And then, do you know the um? Give me the cheers. Do yes. you know the Rainbow Extreme, uh, like the, the Rainbow Extremes with the sugar coated on it? No. Like Airheads? Not Airheads. They're like they're called Rainbow Extreme. It's like a long strip. It's pretty much just like a sugary strip, right? And I put that in the bag, and then I do some mixing, oh, and then. Oh, I know it, what you're talking about. Yeah, these things. I yeah, know what you're talking and about. then yeah, the sugar from these mixes onto the blue Twizzlers. And then you're just left with a masterpiece. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you pretty much just got a rainbow extreme twizzler. That's what you got. Snacks, I have a feeling if me and you went went into the like the, the drawing room for like ten minutes, we could come up with something that would be the newest thing. Bro, my Such wife loves these candy, candies. Something. My wife loves these candies. It's it's crazy. But for me, my all time favorite, absolute I didn't put it on my top three because you don't see them anymore. If you have lemon heads in your bowl, the big ones, if you have the big lemon heads, like, you, you, you're the best neighbor ever. <laughs> You'd appreciate the snacks. I went to Party City with my friend, my friend Jacob. And we're, Thank you, Corey. We're perusing the aisles, and we're like, all right, what, what should we get? And it caught our eye. We see lemon heads. But we, we go to pick up the lemon heads, and under them, I, we saw something neither of us had ever seen. Have you ever seen cherry heads? Cherry heads. Because I've heads, seen lemon heads, grape heads. heads grape I've seen heads. the grape. I had never seen the yes. cherry heads. When yes. I tell you, they were selling these for 50 cents a piece. Yes. We, we grabbed the entire stack, put it on the Bro, counter. It's so many of them. It uh, is I so many. I'm, I'm, yes. Today, today, pull up, pull up all the heads, cherry, yeah, cherry head, lemon head, and the red box. Look, look, there you go. Don't get the chewy ones. Let me tell you that now. Do not get the chewy ones. Hey, the third picture at the top, though. Yeah, go scroll up that that ad picture. It has all of them. Has all of them next to each other. Yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, and they have the what? That's the bro, same the company as the Red Hots too. Oh my God. The apple heads are the best, bro. I, I'm shocked. 
I'm I, telling you, man. I did not know that there were other things than lemons. Hey, and since I am snacks, I, like I said, um, shout out Corey, man. I do feel like I have the final say on it. Get you the strawberry candy. You know the candy in the little strawberry wrapper? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Get you something. Get you. I can eat a whole bag of those. Those and the um, what they they come in different flavors now, man. It was um, they come in like, God, what it? Let me let me look that up. Y'all give me a second. Yeah, you're good. But no, it, it's so true. I mean, it sounds like a joke, but you really do have the snacks name on Twitter, so there has yeah. to be some type of like expertise that comes along with that. So <laughs> I, I know we we got the story last time, but. I have to Next think. Next week like, we're gonna ask you your favorite chips or something. We're just gonna keep going, cycling through every snacks. Hey, listen, man. Every year I do the snacks bracket, oh, and uh, we do we do different things on the bracket. Uh, hold on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know who that is, man. What's up, Corey? <laughs> I still gotta sign his jersey, man. I do. Um. But I do every year we do either like cereal, chips, candy. Um, the candy one was huge. That like that got attention of a lot of people. Um, but you know, we I think we've done movies before, you know, stuff like that. But we definitely gotta throw the candy up there. Um it's 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 been it's been weird. But listen, how can anybody tell me the name of the candy where it's um they have a bunch of different flavors? They have like the green ones. Yellow, red. Um, uh, what kind of what kind of thing is it? It's just Jolly like a little circle around, like a little disc, a little yeah, round. Jolly disc. Not Jolly Ranchers. Wow. They're, they're round. Lifesavers. Not lifesavers. Wow. They come in different flavors. Like you can go to the store and you can get the assortment pack, or you can get like that individual flavor one. Is this like a chewing candy or like a sucking candy? You can do. You're not supposed to chew it because it's hard candy, but um, they come in like the little spicy red type. Um, hot tamales. You know, not the hot tamales. They're, they're the circular discs, like the red ones. They're like cinnamon, but it's kind of spicy. Mike, Mike and Ike's. Not no, Mike and Ike. Not not red hot. Um, um, whoa! You got a stumped here. Yeah. You man, listen. I'm about to call. I'm about to call Mrs. Snacks. Mrs. Snacks can tell me. Yeah, hundred percent. She's the one that buys them for you. Hey, Mrs. Snacks. Smarties. What's the name of the candies that you get me? Where they come in like the they have like the red, you know, the little circular disc ones. They come in like cinnamon and they're kind of spicy. But the butterscotch, they're butterscotch too. Oh, I'm lost. I'm now you lost me there. You know the name? Is the cinnamon ones, but they're butterscotch. Yeah, the butterscotch brand that they have too. Rolos? It's just called butterscotch. She said it's just called butterscotch. Let's see. We gotta, we gotta find. Okay, thank you. Let me, let me, let me get back. I appreciate okay. it. But li- they're just called butterscotch. I don't believe that one. Hold on. She uh, might be right though. She might be right. Like I'm seeing some things. Are yeah. Hard butterscotch candies. Hmm. Yeah, it's just. Not the Worthers, yeah, butterscotch disc. That's exactly what they look like. Yeah, it's a generic it's butterscotch. A, uh, can you see that? Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah, those are. You see the red cinnamons right there. Like, bro, you can literally eat about fifty of those in what? like ten minutes. Snacks took too many trips to grandma's house when he was younger, just dipping <laughs> yeah. his hand in the bowl, throwing them in his mouth. But you see, that's what my bowl at my home is filled with. Mm-hmm. Butterscotch candy, the cinnamon candies. We throw some Skittles in there. We put the, everything that I know I would appreciate as a kid. You know, three or four kids come by, they just take the whole bowl. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm, I was one of those kids. I, I'm not afraid to say. That's the Henry special. Yeah, dump, yeah. dump the bag in. If you leave out a bowl, you have to expect that it's not going to be equally distributed. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. See, there's there's levels of being a menace to society. Like, yes. you could take, you could like, if, if they say take one, right? Like, you could take two, uh-huh. you could take ten, you could take the whole ba- the whole bucket of candy, and then there are the kids. I don't want to. I don't. I'm not proud of relating to them. But then there are the kids that just steal the bowl. Like, you come back home and your bowl is gone. Like, I've seen that happen before. I have. So why did you say you, you you can't relate to them? Are you that kid? 
Well, no, I'm saying like I I, I didn't feel proud watching it happen. Like I, I felt oh. I felt guilty being a bystander of someone's bowl getting taken. But so you didn't I, try to stop yourself from stealing the bowls, what you're saying? Well, I didn't steal the bowl, but okay, I, I was just checking, trying to no, see if you was gonna tell on yourself. I, 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 I might have taken all the candy, but I left the bowl at least. Yeah, no, we just a bum rush for the bowl. I have boundaries. I have boundaries. Whoever gets there first gets it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Best horror movie killer: Jason, Freddy, or Michael Myers? Ooh, hey, I can't, I can't get involved in this one because this is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. Which still to this day, I'm afraid to give this up to the people. Uh, a lot of people close to me, they know this already, but it's one thing that still to this day, when I see it, it scares the shit out of me. And that's Chucky. Chucky scares the shit out of me. Oh, man. I don't know I why. Traumatized in early man. age. Man, yes, yes. I still saw to this day. I the movie on like a library, in a yeah. library and I'm like, ah, what is that? And then, hey, that's, I hate Halloween. I hate. I hate Halloween because you always see the Chucky previews on TV. Right. They come on real fast. My heart start going. Like the Bride of Chucky was nothing like Child's Play. Now we're talking Child's Play. That's different. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. You're so lucky you're not playing anymore. I know one of your teammates would have heard this and like put a Chucky doll in the locker when you open it yeah. up and it flies out of you. Bro, it was, I don't even want to think about that. I don't watch scary movies either, by the way. I'm that guy. I, I'm not watching those alone. I'm definitely that guy. Uh, yeah, no. You talking about alone? I don't watch them. Period. Psychopathic behavior. Just oh, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna watch Friday Friday the Thirteenth by myself. Who does that? That's enjoyable. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. That's psychopath. <laughs> there are people out there. I promise you. I can't do it. I can't. I get scared by such little things. Like I can't. I can't do it. I cannot bring myself to do it. I'm right, so with you, man. As we kind of wrap this up, is there any, uh, both you have one hot take going forward, either for the rest of the season or just for next week? I can uh, list you off the games that are going to be played Sunday if you want, but unless you have something on the top of your head. You know, any type of hot take. As kind of a Chiefs fan, I, I kind of picked them when the Jets went south last year. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to root for them now because I've got family in Kansas, so it's not technically bandwagon so i'm like okay i'm gonna take this cheat code bandwagon but yeah keep going <laughs> all right so i think as much as it hurts me to say mm -hmm. chiefs are cooked giants go in upset them in dominant fashion dominant fashion dominant fashion danny dimes game of his life darius slayton goes off and you see, I'm, I'm 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 with you on that. I don't know about dominant, but I think that's a great game for the Giants. They match up well, based on how the Chiefs have been playing lately. Um, so defense is gonna get cooked. Yeah, I, I like I like the Giants over the Chiefs this weekend. I tell you what, there's a reason the Chiefs are only favored by ten. They're begging you to pick the Giants. I mean, like this is gonna be a game that people are gonna be surprised in. Because I agree with you guys. I don't know if the Chiefs are gonna win. I mean, sorry, I don't know if the Giants are gonna win. But it'll be closer than people think because of the fact, like you're saying, Giants have been competing. Chiefs have been not playing well. The Chiefs probably see this as a week to bounce back, whereas the Giants see it as an opposite week to capitalize on them. It's going to be that's going to be an interesting game. Hey, Sonny, don't act like you don't see that at the bottom of the screen. Either. Don't act like you don't see that. See what? Don't, don't act like you don't see that at the bottom of the screen. Wait, yeah. so what, when was the last time they played? Do you remember what year that was? I think that was 17. Man, yeah, man. Wow. Right. Yeah, I think it was 17. Yeah. So so expect a call from John Mara tomorrow saying, hey, Snacks, are you good to go? Got it. Hey, that's one my game, guy. Baby. Hey, that, that, that's my guy. But hold on. Let me see if I can. Can you pull up that clip of that interception too, man? It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I think I remember it. I think it was, yes. It was yeah. I gave that ball to my son too, my first interception ball. wasn't my first interception. Uh, well, that's my first legal interception. I had two other that got called back due to pass interference. So I just pulled up that game. Do you remember what the final score of that game was? We beat them. What do you mean? You beat them 12 to 9. Yeah. That's the weirdest score I've ever seen. Man, listen, we were playing great defense. That's at the time. Was that, that was the playoff team, right? 2017? Oh, uh, no, no, I think that was no. the year before. 16 oh, was the playoff yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. No. You see that right there, man? Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> All 
had it in one hand with the stiff arm? Yeah. Yeah, about to get Kareem Hunt off me, man. If JPP had blocked um, the QB at the time, I think it was Alex Smith, um, that was a touchdown, man, because nobody knew I had the ball. <laughs> Dude, I can't even rem- – the Giants have had so many coaches since then, I can't even remember who it was. Like, I, I forgot it was Ben McAdoo at the time. Like, I actually had to go back and check. Hey, had- 52 tried to take the ball from me, too, on this play. I don't know if y'all can see it, but Jonathan can see is tried to take the ball from me on this play after I got the pick. On your own team? Yes. Watch him. Right here. He's trying to take the ball from me right there. Yeah. He thought he was he thought he was Dion? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what he was doing, but he wasn't getting that ball from me and getting credited with that those uh eight yards. Was a my in his credit, I think he probably had you beat in the forty time. You might have been able to get there, but but I don't know why he was stealing it from you. Run for his money. Yeah, yeah, especially at that time. That's next. Oh yeah, man. That's what I used to train with uh, wide receivers and cornerbacks in the offseason. Yeah, you feel that gave you a competitive edge, like you're faster. Yeah. my first five, like five to ten yards, were amazing. Like after that, they always catch me. But you know, before then, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, you definitely had you definitely had your moments. Showed off the speed, showed off the athleticism. What nice. What's your hot take going in this week? I went with you, man. That 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 was mine. Giants over Giants Chiefs. Chiefs. That's good. Giants over That's Chiefs. Good. Yeah. Giants over Chiefs, and I, I think the Chiefs still gonna make the playoffs too. By the way. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. they're gonna write the ship. Just not yet. Yeah. Yeah, Jack. That's like how often? Yeah, coverage. Well, Rex, Rex dropped me in coverage uh, a lot, um, and don't tell anybody. But with the Giants, I dropped in coverage a lot. It's not a lot, but um, maybe let's say if I dropped in coverage fifteen times with the with the Giants, I think like eight of them I wasn't supposed to. But I'm getting double teamed at the line of scrimmage, man. I can't help you no more. Let me. Let me try to get in the way of this throw. So, yeah, that used to be the jokes in the meeting rooms on uh, Mondays. Snacks dropping in the cover. <laughs> Dude, imagine imagine the QB's eyes. Like, Snack starts the game, 20 plays, running at him as fast as he can. And that 21st play, he looks downfield and he sees, like, just right in front yeah. of him. <laughs> I think Snacks could lock up Hopkins right now. Just Man. Pick up field. Listen, I'm not letting him get off the line. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Letting... Goal line fade. Give me snacks. Yeah, give me snacks. He shut it. He's but locking him down. I scored on Reeves too. If y'all didn't know, you remember He's... the Jets? The Jets scrimmage we had. I think it was like the green and white game in the stadium that year. Uh-huh. I scored on Reeves. I think it's. I think you can find that picture on the internet somewhere. I definitely did score on Reeves. The next play, he shut me down like. The next two plays, but I definitely got a touchdown on Revis in MetLife. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! We, we, we can't just you say that. We can't you... just say that without backing it up. When did this happen? Why have I not heard of it? What's this the was the the green and white scrimmage. At green the and white scrimmage. Okay. Yeah, and we were lined up because all the defense alignment we did one on ones like every day. Like with each other, and Revis came over. We told him we'll score on him. He didn't believe it, so I went out there and I scored a touchdown on Revis in the stadium. <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's I'm incredible. To, I'm gonna have to find some. We're I, gonna have yeah. to find some picture, video, something of that. I'm, I'm trying crazy. to find the picture for you right now. Cause that's crazy. That's I, the goat himself. Yeah, I know he wasn't gonna believe me, man, but. <laughs> I believe you. That just sounds so wild. Like, did he have help, or were you one on one? This one on one. This Revis. This Prime Revis. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Prime Revis, that's funny that that picture showed up. <laughs> <laughs> He's cheesing. December thirty first, two thousand fifteen. Wow, so that's a, that's a fun year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is such a heartbreaking end to the year, though. Right, yeah, what Let me see. This is a little trivia for you, son. Tell me if you can tell me who's in that picture right there. Can you can you see that? Which one? 11 or 21? 21. Would that have been... I think I got it. Let me see. 
Do you know who 71 is? 71? New York Jets, number 71. You're bringing back guys from... Mm, I'm blanking. I'm blanking on everyone. Yeah, I'm going to give it a go. All right, go 71's for it. James Carpenter. James Carpenter. Nope. Nope. Okay. 21, Mo Claiborne. No. No. Ah. All right, I'm out. Wait. That's not... <laughs> That's not TJ, is it? No, TJ no, TJ, who? Not, no, no, never mind. Your boy TJ. Now he wore ninety nine, right? Yeah, he wore ninety nine. That is look. Oh, we got a little. It is eleven. Eleven's curly though, right? That is Jeremy Curly. All right, I, so I, I was going. Go. Wait, was seventy one? Was he on the O line? He was on the D line, man. Oh, so definitely not James Carpenter. Oh man, um. That is Damon Snacks Harris. No, it's not. It's not. That is me. He's half your size. That's me. In Weighing in at 140 year. pounds? When was this? This was 2012. I was number 71. <laughs> How did I forget that? Yeah, and then the next year, uh, we signed Antonio Garay from the Chargers, and he was and, 71. And you were 94, yeah. That's... And I went to 94, yeah. Oh my how, do God. how do we wow. not – how did I blank on that? That's snacks. I was eight and, years old. So, in, in the same picture, too, we got Sean Green and – That's the – Ron Landry. Yeah. Okay, oh, okay. Such a hard hitter. You, you gave us one with, in the different number. It threw me off. Yeah, man. That's, that's, that's – I'm disappointed in y'all, man. You should be. You should be. Yeah, I, I, I take year old Henry for not one of the teams. I'll take that on the chin. Yeah. <laughs> nah, hey. I'm not. I'm not giving myself that excuse. Seventy-one, man. Seventy-one. <laughs> Seventy-one. <laughs> this damn Discord always going on. That's that's so funny though. All right, well, if no one has anything else to get to, Henry, thank you so much for uh, starting us off here. I had to take care of some business, and uh, I'm glad I could join you guys later on. You can't really, you can't really that, see that's it. That's it, though? That's you and Revis? Yeah, that's me and Revis right there. He was okay. covering me. Okay. Hold on. I got, I right. got the picture of the touchdown, right, I too. <laughs> I got the picture of the touchdown. Listen, and after after I scored on him, he was just so hell-bent on getting me back that when he got me back is when he took this picture of him saying no, and you can kind of see everybody in the background, like, celebrate. It was crazy. Yep, yep. That's incredible. Awesome. It's a great way to end it. Awesome story. Let it be known. Yeah. Snacks got the best of Revis. <laughs> One of the best cornerbacks of all time. I scored a touchdown on him. Not too many people can say that. No, they cannot. <laughs> yeah. But, awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. This was Snacks and Sunny over on U Stadium. Once again, Henry, thank you so much for joining in. It was a pleasure. And uh, hopefully see you guys next Saturday. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Henry.